Hello, my little dinos, and welcome back to Pod Hates Louisa, a weekly podcast where I talk about whatever the hell I want. First of all, I want to start out with my experiences this weekend in DC because I was there for debate nationals. It was very fun. I would say that we did pretty well individually, but like as a team, like the competition was tough, not gonna lie. But since we didn't make it to finals, we did have a lot of time to explore DC, and I had so much fun. I love the city, except for the several people I saw wearing hats that said Keep America great that was not very fire of them but we went to the natural history museum which was so fun and looked at a bunch of dinosaur skeletons and a bunch of marine reptile skeletons coelacanths all that fun stuff they had an exhibit that was all about human origins and they had homo floresiensis models which is my favorite species of hominin they are so cool they were like it's basically an extinct species of the same genus as modern humans and they were native to an Indonesian island and researchers found these skeletons that they were like oh these must be children because they're so small nope they were full-grown adults so homo floresiensis was only like three feet tall or something when fully grown but anyway they also had a bunch of cave paintings and I was noticing that a very recurring theme was horses in these cave paintings so that led me to conclude that cave people were in fact horse girls I will not elaborate on this further okay another thing that I saw recently that has just been bothering me, and this will kind of take us into today's topic, is this video of Aubrey Plaza, one of my favorite celebrities, promoting dairy milk. It's a video that's supposed to be a parody of like alternative milks, like oat milk and almond milk, and it's about like a startup called Wood Milk, where they make milk like out of tree pulp. And at the end, Aubrey Plaza is like, this isn't real milk. Only real milk is real. Like, okay, go off, girl. I guess it is real milk, the kind that comes from cows. But also like, (laughs) have you ever considered not like sucking on cow titties but anyway basically it really disappointed me because she's a celebrity I really like and I didn't like to see her being a bootlicker for the dairy industry but honestly I think it was also just a really stupid PR move on her part because even people who aren't like animal rights activists aren't into real dairy milk really anymore it's not been trendy for a very long time like almost everyone I know drinks like either oat milk or soy milk or almond milk instead of cow's milk so I thought that was just kind of a ridiculous thing to do. Not a serve, not a serve from Aubrey. And the funny thing is wood milk is actually not that crazy of an idea because we eat stuff squeezed out of trees all the time. Like maple syrup is literally just tree juice. And also just because real milk is real doesn't mean it's ethical, etc, etc. This basically showed me that the dairy industry is extremely desperate because like I said, people my age are not really drinking cow's milk. Not if they can help it. Like obviously if you're in a desperate economic situation. I can see a case for drinking it because it is heavily subsidized, so it is more affordable than ethical alternatives. Another thing that I saw that kind of drove me to make this podcast was a video from Ed Winters slash Earthling Ed. He is an animal rights activist, and it was about basically like how slaughterhouses are moving to VR. So basically they would allow slaughterhouse workers to like kill their animal victims remotely. And this is crazy to me. Like the level of depersonalization and separation separation between the killers and the victims is extremely upsetting because yes it will allow human slaughterhouse workers to feel less guilt for killing animals
animals, but maybe that guilt is there for a reason. Like, people clearly don't like killing animals, right? Being a slaughterhouse worker is a terrible job because you have to kill things all day long. Like, what if maybe instead we just listened to that guilt and didn't kill them because it is morally wrong? Anyway, I just really didn't like the treatment of animals as, like, objects or things without a subjective experience, like non-sentient beings, and it just really made it clear that, like, we live in a capitalist hellscape, it really felt like a Black Mirror episode, as Ed said in his video, and it really proves that people will do anything to alleviate their cognitive dissonance around killing animals, except actually stop killing animals. So, with that being said, today's podcast is all about a topic which I could honestly talk about for, like, 24 hours straight, but I'm not going to do that here. There will definitely be more podcasts relating to this topic in the future, because it is a very important part of my life and my moral philosophy, but I'll try to keep this podcast pretty basic. Today's podcast is going to be about my vegan story and veganism. Basically, I've been vegetarian for as long as I can remember, not like since childhood, I don't think I was raised vegetarian, but at least four or five years prior to going vegan, I went vegetarian. Um, So I don't really know what meat tastes like anymore. Like, I thought Beyond Crumbles were exactly like meat until some of my non-vegan family members were like, uh, yeah, no, that's not fooling anyone but you. This is genuinely dangerous for me sometimes because I get freaked out when a vegan substitute tastes too meaty and I have no point of reference to tell if I'm actually consuming meat or not. So that's really problematic for me. But so far, I think I've been able to avoid eating meat. But basically, the moment I decided to go vegan was basically I was eating oat milk ice cream and I was like, oh my god, this is fire. Like the vegan alternatives have progressed to the point where I could happily go vegan and not miss any of the foods that I love. Like I have vegan alternatives for everything I could ever want. And of course, I am extremely lucky to be in that position. I recognize that that is not a privilege that everyone has. And I will be speaking about that a little bit later. But I want to get into my primary motivations for being vegan besides ice cream. The non-dairy Ben and Jerry's is kind of fire. My primary motivation is honestly the animals. Speciesism is incredibly hypocritical. Like I wouldn't eat my dog, either of my dogs. I love my dogs, Philip and Richard. And I wouldn't eat a baby human. So I can't eat a pig. And all three of those things, like at some developmental stage, are going to be as intelligent as each other. A dog, a pig, a baby human. So if I wouldn't eat my dog, I wouldn't eat a baby human. I don't think I can eat a pig. It doesn't make sense just because a pig is a species that humans subjugate and kill for meat. And using animal products in almost any case you can think of leads to their suffering and death. Like there are exceptions, as I'll get into later. But for example, the dairy industry is horribly abusive. They kill dairy cows that don't produce enough milk anymore. They take baby cows away from their mothers. They kill male calves or sell them to the veal industry, which is probably even worse. I don't know. Not in terms of scale, but like in terms of ethics, like the veal industry, the way they make veal is they keep a baby cow in like a crate by itself, like in solitary confinement. So it's like muscles don't develop because that keeps the meat like a certain texture for humans to eat, which is horrifying. Like I know people who eat meat but refuse to eat veal or lamb. Eating dead baby animals is like a step too far. Like they're fine to eat dead adult animals, but they draw the line when it comes to killing babies, which it is so strange how eating dead baby animals is the norm in this country, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Another thing that happens in the dairy industry is forced insemination. In order to make sure that they continually lactate, the cows are forcefully impregnated because cows, like humans, only lactate in order to feed their babies. But humans love to suck on cow titties, I guess. Also, the egg industry is problematic because male chicks are deliberately killed, often by being funneled into a large grinder. Yeah, 
when I saw a video of that on social media, that was, besides the ice cream moment, that was really what prompted me to go vegan because I realized the harm that I was still causing even as a vegetarian. So my other main motivation is like the planet and sustainability. Something like two thirds of all the corn and wheat and soy grown in this country is fed to livestock. And I just think that's an incredibly inefficient use of land. It's been proven over and over again that it takes way more land to produce like a pound of meat than it does to produce like a pound of soybeans or something like that. And it also takes more water. So it's an inefficient use of land and water to farm animals instead of just eating the plants directly. And it's also a major source of carbon emissions and also methane emissions. Those are greenhouse gases. They cause the planet to retain heat from solar radiation. And that's why we get things like climate change. So I am obviously very passionate about veganism, but I actually don't think that everyone can or should go vegan. I'm not like gonna that vegan teacher you and like scream in your face about like, why the fuck aren't you vegan yet? I do think that a lot of people don't have any excuses, but I think there are some legitimate excuses. Like a lot of people have severe allergies or other like medical dietary restrictions that make it very hard for them to get enough nutrition on a vegan diet. And I do acknowledge that that is the reality for some people. And ultimately it's more important to put on your own oxygen mask and you can't advocate for the animals in the planet if you're like literally dying of nutritional deficiencies. So nutrition comes first. I also think that people with a history of disordered eating or restrictive dieting should examine their relationship with food before going vegan. And it may not be feasible for a lot of people because it would only serve as a form of restriction that would hurt their bodies and minds more. An exception could also be made for indigenous people who hunt and use every part of the animal because I think this is ultimately way more sustainable than factory farming or even small scale farming. And I think it's more fair to the animals because humans are kind of in a predator role. Like if you're hunting with a bow and arrow and giving the animals a fair chance, like obviously if you're out in the woods with like an AR-15, then I don't think that's really fair. But like a bow and arrow requires a lot of skill to operate. So I think hunting with a bow and arrow is one like exception because I think it's similar to natural predation and the animals have a pretty fair chance to get away. The systems we use to subjugate and farm animals are so far from the natural order of things that I think it's extremely unfair to the animals. Like they don't have a chance against us if an animal is born in captivity, born in one of the meat or dairy industries, it has basically no chance of survival. I also think that there are extenuating circumstances for certain small batch animal products like wool and beeswax or honey because I think that it is possible to farm sheep and treat them basically as pets. Big issue I have is that like animals who are farmed are pumped full of growth hormones so that they grow really fast and they die at a fraction of their natural lifespan because they're slaughtered so they have to grow to reach their like full adult size as quickly as possible and this is not only horrible for their health like it causes a lot of them to have cancer which then people are eating the cancer that's like ground up in the meat which is like viscerally gross but also it's just not good for these animals to only be living out a fraction of their natural lifespans when they could have long happy and healthy lives and I think that sheep could have long healthy and happy lives and their wool could be collected in a way that is not harmful to them because it is possible to shear a sheep without hurting it you need to shear sheep in fact because we've bred them to a point where they grow so much wool that if you just leave a sheep unsheared it's kind of funny actually you can look up pictures on the internet but it's not funny because the animal's suffering they just grow so much wool that like their legs don't even touch the ground like they can't even see because it grows over their eyes so I do think that we can shear sheep and produce wool in a way that's ethical and there's actually a company that is carbon negative that produces wool ethically but I think that on a large scale if you're producing things like wool on a large scale some sheep are going to get nicked during the shaving process and that's really going to hurt them and also 
also I think they get like tags like they get numbered they get like something pierced through their ear and that also hurts them so I think that things like wool can be ethical on a small scale but not a large scale same with beeswax or honey like I think that some people really know what they're doing when it comes to beekeeping and they can ensure that their bees still have enough honey to get through the winter and make sure that they're not hurting them when they use the smoking gun to put them to sleep for honey collection because the thing about bees is that they use honey as like a food source throughout the winter and what industrial honey operations often do is replace that honey with like sugar syrup which is not nutritionally the same like honey has like micronutrients from the flowers and also things that are infused into it when it goes through the bee's body because honey is actually like basically bee vomit like it's not strictly vomit in a medical sense but you know it goes into the bee and then it comes out of the bee and that is how honey is made but I think honey can also be ethically produced on a very small scale probably I also think that wearing leather is fine as long as it's thrifted like very important caveat you should not be buying leather products firsthand there's already enough leather in circulation to satisfy your leather needs but it is more durable I think and more climate friendly than like petrochemical based products like pleather like I know some vegans are opposed to wearing leather because it feels bad to them to wear animal skin and I do definitely get that like sometimes when I'm wearing leather goods I get grossed out because I'm like okay this is kind of weird this is another animal skin that I'm wearing on my body like the serial killer in that movie Silence of the Lambs but often I think that leather pieces are like I said really durable and really fashionable and animals don't have to suffer to produce thrifted leather so I personally think that that's okay I think it's more important to concentrate on the areas in which we are making the most negative impact on the climate and animals and see what we can do as individuals to resolve those things but also we live in a country that is controlled by extremely large and powerful corporations and if you're eating eggs like once a week or eating like mostly plant-based and having the occasional animal product I don't know you're nowhere near as harmful to animals as like the CEOs of these companies like your impact as an individual like you stopping eating that one egg per week will not save the planet like obviously we do as individuals have some responsibility but I think it's all about encouraging people to be more plant-based than encouraging people to go completely vegan and if you're not perfect about it then you are a monster and an evil person and a moral failure I don't think that's helpful messaging I think even if you just eat like one meal a day that's plant-based or like one day a week fully vegan or like try to just eat more plant-based as much as possible I think that's awesome and go you all right all right I hope my audio quality this time was better than last time because I think my mouth was like too close to the microphone last time but I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next time or I guess I'll talk to you next time Louisa Miller out